scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level two, let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people who bust them, and everybody else in between throwing it down, a wicked, a Wednesday style. And although there wasn't any NBA or NHL hockey on the board, it was still a crazy day. The Big Ten uh, is back. The Pac-12 appears to be uh, coming back. Mike D'Antoni appears to be coming back, albeit uh, after a short, short stint as an unemployed uh, head coach. A word is in the National Basketball Association that the Pacers uh, want Mike D'Antoni to be their head coach, but the Philadelphia 76ers um, are more interested and basically have put more money on the table, and D'Antoni prefers the, the roster uh, in Philadelphia, except you got to wonder. Uh, I don't know. Mike D'Antoni's system is all about hitting three-point shots. Ben Simmons can't hit a two-point shot let alone a three-point shot. So I, I don't know what's going to happen in Philadelphia, but as I uh, stated uh, earlier in the program, I'll tell you what, man, the offseason is going to be an interesting one. And I say the offseason, it's now, <laughs> all right? Like basically, the, the NBA season restarts um, on Christmas Day. It's right around the corner. This is not your traditional year. And uh, although 2020 has sucked, it is ultra cool that really, whatever, man, if your favorite team has been knocked out of the playoffs, it starts again in a couple of months. It's back. It's right, it's right around the corner. Uh, it's back again. And in fact, I want futures. Bring it on. <laughs> I mean, forget about these losers playing now. Um, yeah, give me some futures for, for the future for next year. I want the Dallas Mavericks. I want to see what Mark Cuban uh, can do. All right, we've got uh, Thursday night uh, football. Uh, it's nice to have professional football. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me take that back. It's uh, football. It's not professional football because it's the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, do you want to be laying six and a half points uh, with the Cleveland Browns? I don't know. I'm thinking there's a lot of other things you could probably do with your money than lay uh, the price with the Cleveland Browns as uh, favors. We'll break it down. Ian Cameron will step up uh, and and we'll talk football. We'll get a little college football talking. NFL uh, football. We'll take a look at the NBA uh, prices. Lakers and Nuggets. Denver on an epic run. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let me get this straight. You took all the money you made franchising your name and bid it against the Harlem Globetrotters? Uh, I thought the generals were due. He's spinning the ball on his finger. Just take it. Take the ball. That game was fixed. They were using a freaking ladder, for God's sakes. Sports Rage Late Night. Bet your rage. I am Gabriel Morency. It's the Wicked uh, Wednesday. we got a ton of stuff uh, going on. Uh, we'll rattle off our U.S. Open golf picks uh, for the late night uh, players. 
amongst you. We've got Ian Cameron uh, with us uh, right now. Or right, let's get into the National uh, Football League. And uh, we've got the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals week one. The Cleveland Browns was uh, pretty much the same as uh, every week one for the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, a disaster. They get throttled. Usually, though, it takes a couple of weeks at least or a month or so before the wheels completely fall off in Cleveland. And they, you know, there's controversy. We're already there right now. It's pretty clear. They've come to the conclusion it's not going to work with Odell Beckham there. And I think they're 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 going to trade him. I know where Odell ends up, I don't know. You know, San Francisco, Green Bay, New England. Odell Beckham wants out. I think they realize it's not going anywhere. They're not about to win with him. It's time to uh, to move on there. The question is, and I know it's early right now, but the pressure's on Baker Mayfield. You have a new coach that's not really attached to him. You also have Case Keenum uh, there. Baker Mayfield's been a big problem. There's a lot of talent uh, on the Cleveland Browns, but it's not coming together for them. And it's amazing, Babano. You know the Cincinnati Bengals? Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are 9-1 against the spread the last 10 times they played against the Cleveland Browns. You know, they, they always seem to cover against these guys. I watched I watched the, the, the Bengals game and the Chargers game intently. All right. The the Ravens game was a blowout and there was a million games on. I was I was live on the air during uh, you know doing in-game live. Um so I had my eye on it, but it wasn't wasn't much to watch. Uh but I did watch Joe Burrow's debut and I watched the Bengals defense against the you know, a pretty good Charger team and okay, meet an average Charger football team and a good Charger defense. And now we're getting six and a half points. Um and with with no fans, to me, the spread is too high. I think Cincinnati can win this game outright. Uh, actually, I think it's a complete toss-up. But I don't, I don't understand the number. I respect the odds maker, but I don't get this number. What's your opinion on this, uh, Babano? Yeah. So early in the week, I was expecting to stay off this game completely. I'm like, I can't lay six with Cleveland, but Cincinnati getting the plus six with you know Joe Burrow, rookie quarterback, uh, on a short Up to week. Six and a half now. And then I started looking into it. Yeah, and then I started looking into it more. And now historically, and you know this, Gabe, long-term rookie quarterback, first year, especially early in the season, playing on a short week with less amount of prep time, that's a negative betting situation. It just has been uh, against the spread long-term. However, you start looking at this Cleveland injury report, and it is ugly. It is nothing but ugly. They have offensive line injuries galore right now, starting center J.C. Treader starting left tackle, starting right tackle, Jack Conklin, all questionable, all didn't practice throughout the course of this week. And then you turn it over to their secondary, Marenzi. Secondary, you know, Greedy yeah, Williams what I was didn't play say. last week. Kevin Johnson didn't play last week. That secondary was just ravaged by injuries. Baltimore picked them apart. Cleveland's got offensive line concerns. And last I checked, the Bengals still capable up front of getting a pass rush if they're going to be nothing but backups for Cleveland on the offensive line, which is a possibility going into this game. Now, the question for me, Marenzi, is how do we categorize Joe Burrow? Is he just your regular rookie, or is this maybe a guy that's got something special? And if you watch, if you look at the box score, Marenzi, if Joe Burrow's stats from the Chargers game, you're going to say nothing special, nothing really all that good. Typical blah rookie performance. But if you watched the game, if you actually watched him play, he looked poised. 
He didn't mind running with the football when nothing was there instead of forcing the football into coverage. He had a great drive late in the game to put the Bengals in position to win that game when, of course, Randy Bullock missed the field goal. If you watch the game, the stats won't say it because they're just mediocre stats for Bro. But if you watched him play, you saw a guy that was a lot better in an offense in his first ever NFL game than you would think. I thought he was solid, and he stayed away from making mistakes. I get it. It's a short week. But let's not forget, even though this is a road game for Cincinnati, not much travel. You're talking about in-state, Ohio, just going to Cleveland. It's not a big deal. I'm with you. If I'm betting this game, and I have for a small bet, again, I, don't, I can't go crazy because it's Burrow on a short week here, but I don't want Cleveland laying six. No way. Cincinnati plus six. I like the under as well. I think it'll be a lower scoring game, especially with those offensive line injuries for Cleveland. Six and a half. Yes. Even better. Yeah. Yeah, Six and a half. Normally, normally you overinflate it. Yeah. Come on, Babano. You're getting an extra half point here. Say six and a half. There you go, Gabe. Uh, You've been waiting for months for me to get a bad number. And I did because I've already bet plus six. So I've missed out now. I've missed out (laughs) on being able to get six and a half, but it happens. See, It, it, it even happens to me. (laughs) <laughs> well, you know what? There's more than one book in the world, too, right? I get that uh, as well. So, and and also, I said nine and one. It could be eight and two. It's one of these deals, and none of these stat trends are factual in a sense. When you get into what book did you use? Wow, well, it was three and a half. No, it was three. A kickoff there, like, uh, but you get the gist of it there. One thing I'll bring up too. I'm not concerned about the short week for Joe Burrow. Um, listen, man, Joe Burrow's just a stud, bro. He's just one of these dudes born to be an NFL quarterback. You know, his father was a coach. Um, you know, he's got that pedigree in college, coming from the SEC. And also, he's not a jerk. You know what I mean? He he sort of looks like he'd be a cocky kid and stuff, but he really isn't. Like, in real life, he isn't. Like, his teammates really like him. He's a humble dude. He's donated money to poor people and stuff. Like, you know, like he always said, I never expected to get where I did in life. And, you know, I know with people on food stamps, what it's like and stuff. Like, he's a humble dude. And you could tell, like, when he ran for that touchdown, his teammates really were happy for real. Like, the offensive linemen like him. You can see the enthusiasm with the Bengals that he brings to the table. Man. They could have won that game, bro. They're a dumb kicker. Like, the fat ass, you know, pulls his whatever. And, you know, 31-yard chip shot. Come on. They, they should have been going to overtime. And let's 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 and be we, real too. And we have new coaches, but bad. I was, I was just going to say, say, Gabe, we have, we have, we have to keep in mind too about last week. That wasn't a Civ defense that Burrow was going up against. That was a really oh, good no, LA Char- Chargers yeah. defense. As I stated earlier, yep. yes. As I was saying, new coaches, new coaches. Um, forget about Burrow on a short week. New coaches last week were one and four. The only guy that won was Ron Rivera. And, Rivera. You know, Ron, yep. Rivera's, you know, not really a rookie coach, but nevertheless, we're talking about new coaches, uh, new coaches, new teams. You know, McCarthy didn't get a chance to practice that much with the Cowboys, uh, but Rivera didn't either. But you have a new coach with Cleveland, and I think he's seeing how deep the problems are right now. And really, you know, a lot of the problems stem from Baker Mayfield. And not that he's a bad dude, right? And I'm not throwing him under the bus. But he's not big enough. He's, you know, there's just, he's not good. He's not an NFL caliber quarterback. He just isn't. You know, he's got every pass gets batted down. He can't see. Um, literally, Marshall Falk told me this, and I think Marshall Falk knows about football. He said Baker's problem is he can't see. He said he can't see like over, you know, basically Baker likes to hit short, quick stuff, Babano. 
but short, quick stuff isn't there. Like in college, they rolled them out, and it's different in the Big 12. And in the NFL, man, everyone's big. Everyone's got their arms up and stuff. He's how he can't see Jarvis Landry. He can't see down the field. He's not fast enough, like to to extend plays. He's got a lot of problems. And supposedly, the coaching staff in Cleveland, they're they know this. Like there's pressure on Mayfield to perform well or He might lose his job, uh, actually. All right, he he might lose his job or at least just be put on a bench for a little while. But it's a mess there. It's not all his fault. He's had a million coordinators and coaches and everything. But getting the uh, the six uh, six or six and a half, um, whatever you're getting, I think it's I think it's intriguing. All right, Papana, we're gonna let you go, but it just flew by here. Um, we'll just keep you for a minute on the other side. Think of one college football game you want to share with us. Give us a college football winner on the way out. Sports Rage Late Night. I know I got a couple for people. I'll share with you guys later. One more pick from Babano on the other side. College football. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. You know, the Baker Mayfield's defense... Shout out to Sooner Lisa in the house here tonight. This is pretty crazy. Baker Mayfield is the only quarterback in NFL uh, history to play 30 games in the NFL with four different uh, coaches. (laughs) That's pretty insane. Four different coaches uh, in 30 games. That's the Cleveland Browns. That's the Cleveland Browns for it. In the Cleveland Browns, this, this new dude, their seventh new coach, Seventh new coach uh, in eight years. Basically, like the Browns go through coaches like Larry King did wives. Um, all right, Babano with us for a couple of more moments uh, here. College football. You know, hey, hey, listen, the Big Ten's coming back. That's good news. Um, although a lot of kids opted out. And, you know, it's kind of, um, it's it's kind of, you know, puts somebody's schools in a strange, their teams in a strange situation. I don't even want to call them schools. Their teams. In, in a strange situation. And I'm just thinking, Babano, this this is almost so significant of the of 2020 and what the college football world is. First game up on the rotation of FanDuel right now, the Campbell fighting camels are getting 26 and a half against the Coastal Carolina Chanteliers, minus 26 and a half. Campbell fighting camels. There, here's we are, uh, Babano. Welcome to 2020. But the Miami Hurricanes... And the Louisville Cardinal, that's a fun football game on Saturday night. And we got Fowler and Herb Street doing that game. And for the record, I thought Fowler and Herb Street were great uh, doing NFL football as well. They're just so good at what they do. They can do anything. Those guys can do baseball to make it good. Um, but, yeah, that Louisville-Miami game is the game I'm looking forward to watching and betting on. But, you know, give, give us a game, Babano, out of the board this week. What do you like in the college football world? Well, I'll, I'll give you some NFL after for Sunday on the way out as well, again, before we wrap up. But I'll st- we'll go college first. Uh, you mentioned Louisville-Miami. I'll start right there. I'm on Louisville. Uh, Louisville, to me, is a team that is going to be, I think, after Clemson, there's that next group of ACC teams. You know, could it be Florida State? Could it be Virginia Tech? 
it could be Louisville. I think this They're team's better. ready to have a big time season. They're much better. They were eight and five last year. Scott Satterfield, uh, they hired him from App State, inherited a dump really because Bobby Petrino left the program in shambles. It was a, it was a disaster. One and eleven they were that year. He turns them around. They win a bowl game against Mississippi State. Uh, an eight and five year last year. They beat the brakes off Western Kentucky last week. That that final score, thirty five twenty one, was flattering. Uh, to Western Kentucky. They didn't move the ball at all against Louisville. Right, Babano, and their Babano, defense was a problem Babano. last year. Babano, <laughs> we want to get to as many picks as possible. We don't need the bowl recap and the season preview. Just says blast through the picks. <laughs> yeah, Louisville for me. Uh, Miami was good last week against UAB, but now they go on the road. And Louisville is going to be one of these teams that have fans in the stands. They're going to have at least some people at Papa John's uh, Stadium there uh, cheering them on. The defense for Louisville shut down a mobile quarterback. De'Ara King's good, but I think they got the game plan to do it. So I like Louisville there. There's three teams in college, Gabe, that have taken a ton of money, people going against them. These are three teams that have had a major COVID-19 outbreak and setback the last week or so. Florida Atlantic is one. UL Monroe is two. Louisiana Tech is three. Their opponents have taken a ton of money, people betting on them, and I agree with it. These three teams, Florida Atlantic, UL Monroe, Louisiana Tech, they barely practiced for the last couple of weeks. They got they don't know who's going to be in and who's going to be out yet. They're waiting right till game day to really finalize their final depth chart, their final starting roster. It's a problem. So I wouldn't talk anybody out of looking at Georgia Southern, Southern Miss, and Texas State in those three games because uh, it's a serious situation with their opponents. And uh, you could be dealing with a big-time problem for them come Saturday with uh, who's in, who's out, and not much practice the last week or so. Good point. That's a good point. So one thing too we've noticed, we're, uh, we'll, we'll see. These guys don't care about battle, right? That's my deal. Listen, I'm all for. I'm not. I'm not one of these people. Oh, somebody thinking of children and they shouldn't be playing or anything like that. But let's just not pretend that anybody gives a crap about anything anymore. And you see, Missouri have 12 players out. They're playing anyways. Like they, they don't care. Right? They want to get paid. They want to show up and get paid. They don't care, man. If there's 24 kids that are sick or like who gets it doesn't matter to them. They're going to show up and play the game. So it's a good point that you raised with Bantam because pro sports teams, the Cardinals just didn't show up. They're like, yeah, we can't play. You know, we'll play a bunch of doubleheaders later. It seems to me, and this is something for handicapping guys, it seems to me that these university presidents, they just don't care. Like, they don't care if their team loses 47-6. They want to get paid, right? And they don't, you know, no. it doesn't say in the contract you have to be good, Babano, right? It doesn't say, like, Florida Atlantic has to be good. It just says they have to show up to the damn game. So I'm just stating, like, some of these teams, like you said, Babano, good eye, they're going to be in tough, and they're not going to cancel the game because they want to get paid, bro, right? It's not like pros where they're, like, it's they're going to have to, they can force the game to be played. Right, like pros can be like, yeah, we're not playing, and we'll play later. And they, it's in the collective bargaining agreement and the rules or whatever. College, it's just kids. They're just gonna say, well, whatever. We don't have 26 kids. Put the next kid in. And man, there's gonna be a lot of blowouts this year in college with Bando. I guarantee it, bro. Guarantee it. It's gonna be like massacre jobs. How did Missouri was already gonna get killed? They're already down 12 players in the games in what 10 days still. They're in big trouble, bro. <laughs> like. 
And it's worse for a team like Florida Atlantic this Saturday when they play Georgia Southern because they've got all these COVID-19 infections with the team. They have a new coach this year after Lane Kiffin went to Ole Miss. They only have nine returning starters, and you have no time to develop practice and continuity and any kind of cohesion on the football field these last couple weeks. Who are the other ones? That's a brutal problem to be in, a brutal situation to be in. Florida Atlantic is one. UL uh, UL Monroe and Louisiana Tech is these two programs had kids that due to the hurricane they were all you know they had to be enclosed together and and not much distancing going on and a lot of them caught uh, coronavirus that way because of the hurricane laura uh, situation in that state so it's monroe and louisiana tech along with florida atlantic where there's a huge boatload of questions about who's going to actually be on the field and ready to play on saturday yeah welcome to 2020 college football huh Welcome, uh, welcome to 2020. Yep. Oh, um, you gotta, you gotta stay on top of this. If you're gonna bet this stuff, yeah. you gotta stay on top of it, or else you're gonna be running into some big, serious trouble because you're just gonna be left behind on the information and who's, who's actually gonna be playing in these games. Like these COVID outbreaks, right, get right, used to them. Yeah. There's, there's gonna be some more of them, I'm sure, moving forward. And you know what, Babano? College football is already challenging as it is, like that with injuries and you know coaches and benching. There's, you know. It's more fluid than pro sports. You know what I mean? Like college, you could be a star in October yep. and then you're not even on the team in November. Oh, that kid, he got kicked off the team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like like things change and like guys get injured. It's different in college. You're right. It's already, but you're good call by you. You got to put a lot of work in. Good job by you identifying uh, this stuff. I was talking about it earlier. The Michigan Wolverines, bro. Like they're playing. Everyone left Babano. Like, when they announced the departure, like, when they announced, yep. like, the postponement of the season, like, everybody split. Like, their leading wide receiver, Nico Collins, signed with Drew Rosenhaus. He told him, no, I'm not coming back. I signed with an agent. Uh, the cornerback split. McCaffrey. Like, pretty much the best player in every position. Michigan lost more guys to the NFL. The more guys said, I'm just going to the draft. I'm not playing. And Mich- like, Michigan are almost going to wish they didn't play football the battle. <laughs> like, and I'm a Michigan fan, and I'm saying this. It's like, all right, Harbaugh, you ran your mouth. You want to play football? Get a team ready, bro, because you're playing in four weeks. And, oh, yeah, by the way, 80 of your kids don't want to play, right? And they left. So, you know, say what you will. One thing about the Dallas Cowboys, too, the Cowboys going to have 25,000 fans uh, there this week. And how about this, Babato? Zeke Elliott, star running back, says that anyone in his family is banned that he forbids anyone in his family to go to a game this year and see him <laughs> due to the danger. <laughs> it's just funny. Jerry Jones, wow. oh, come on down. It's safe. And, oh, it's great. <laughs> and Zeke Elliott's like, he's like, I, I, they said, what do you think about fans? He goes, oh, I'm glad they're there. But he goes, my family's not allowed to come. He goes, I told everyone in my family. And, and Zeke even said he spent a bunch of money building them like uh, caves and stuff. He goes, I built them a furnished basements with TVs. He goes, I told them all year, you ain't coming to any of the games anywhere. He said, so I, I promise I'll build you a nice uh, little yeah. uh, fan room. And he did. But it's just funny. You got the owner saying, come on down. Tickets are for sale. And you got the star running back. Not my family. <laughs> right? It's funny stuff about it. What do you got in the NFL this year? My family. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, daddy, daddy, we want to come see you play. No, no, no. It's a death trap. You're not going anywhere. They're staying right here. We're building you a nice little cave right here, and you can watch Daddy on television here play. Uh, no, that's that's great. But yeah, keep it, just to, I'll throw that out: Florida Atlantic, Georgia Southern. Yeah, yeah, Florida Atlantic, Georgia Southern. Just as an example, Florida Atlantic was a six-point favorite early on Monday. 
they're a one and a half point underdog now to Georgia Southern. So that tells you how big that line moves happen because of all of this coronavirus issues surrounding them. But uh, NFL game before I go, um, I like the over in Carolina, Tampa. Uh, on Sunday quite a bit. I, I, I took Vegas last week. I was fortunate that Vegas did it offensively was good. Carolina's got a lot of problems defensively, a lot of problems. I mean, they a lot of rebuilt defense on that side of the ball, but I like their offense. Their offense has potential, Gabe. Joe Brady coming over from LSU. He's a good offensive coordinator. Bridgewater with McCaffrey, with Moore, Samuel, and Robbie Anderson in the receiving core. I think they'll score... And I know Tom Brady and the Bucks offense, everybody's saying, ah, oh, Tom Brady looks old, he's washed up. You were playing a good Saints defense, a really good Saints defense. That's not the Carolina defense. I think Brady, Evans, Godwin, they'll get it going. I like over 47 and a half. Bucks, Panthers. Yeah, I can't I can't argue that. All right. Uh, you can follow uh Babano on Twitter, get the links to all of his uh all of his shows and uh videos. He's doing a weekly uh weekly video, betting with Babano. And uh, he's got daily uh, videos as well. Twitter, best place to uh, to find all the links at Babano. Great stuff, uh, Babano. Thanks for uh, for joining us this evening. All right, Gabe. Take care. Have a good night. Portrait's late night continues. We'll dive in. Take a look at some of the numbers. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Portrait's late night. I am Renzi at your age. Quick as 120 minutes uh, in sports, uh, rapidly, uh, rapidly passing by. I think what we got to about two games with Babano tonight. He was on for what 60 minutes. We got to three games. <laughs> like I, you know, like I asked him, I said, right, Babano, give us a pick on the other side. It's like, what do you think of Louisville uh, and Miami? Well, you know, last year in the bowl game. Like, dude, like, I, uh, we don't have time for a season preview here. Everything's got to be a season. Well, you know, back uh, back in, you know, 1994, remember they lost that bowl game. And it's like, dude, all right, let's get to the, like, let's move it on. Let's, let's go. Um, this is a great guy, like, like the picks, smart dude. But he doesn't understand the concept of uh, rapid fire. So, like, how many picks do we really get to? Like, two? <laughs> you know, three? Me and Cam on Game Time Decisions the other day, we literally got, went through 14 games in 44 minutes. 14 games. It was like 10 games, this UFC card, this golf, 14 things. Bam, boom, bang, ding. All right, uh, so... We do appreciate the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart uh, for stepping up and in and joining us, as well as Ian Cameron Fabano. So first game up uh, on the board 
uh, is the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Six and a half points is the point spread. Uh, Forty-three and a half uh, is the total. And we talked about it um, in which Joe Burrow does look very comfortable. Joe Burrow doesn't look uh, like a rookie quarterback. Like Joe Burrow, and I'm not saying Joe Burrow, you know, is a star uh, right now, but Joe Burrow already sort of looked like a, you know, an average quarterback in a league. He wasn't a problem. I like the enthusiasm. Um, the short week doesn't really bother me. It's early in the season. Uh, that's fine. There, there's no travel in state. I like the fact that Burrow's actually from Ohio. This game will mean something to him. Get his first win. Like, how nice would that be for a kid from Ohio to get your first win against the Cleveland Browns on the Cincinnati Bengals? That's pretty big. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, listen, Cincinnati's defense played well against uh, the Chargers. They made a lot of plays. The Charger offense isn't great, but still. You know what I mean? It's still adequate. And the Bengals' defense was good. They made plays. They were aggressive. They pursued uh, Joe Burrow. Um, Joe Burrow led them down the field. It's interesting because Joe Burrow had a chance. They were down three, and Burrow got the ball back with about five and a half, six minutes left, five minutes left. The thing is, they pinned him. He didn't have a lot of room to work with. And, yeah, I don't know if it was three and out, but, you know, the, the drive stalled. It was a problem, and he was frustrated. But the Bengals' defense got him the ball back. And then he had an opportunity to go on another drive, and it was pretty freaking impressive. I mean, it's the kid's first NFL game. It's like, all right, kid, you know, going to put it this way. He he did something Dak Prescott never does, drive down the field. He put him in an opportunity. They nearly scored a touchdown late. It was a 31-yard chip shot. So, in other words, they were on the 14-freaking-yard line, right? He did his job. And you look, like I said, they got A.J. Green. They got Taj Boyd. They've got Joe Mixon. They've got talent. The Cincinnati Bengals have, like, veteran players that are good. They're just always hurt. And they're also a hungry team. They really, really sucked. Like, they got Burrow. They got their guy. They're not in tank mode now. Like, they want to win. You know what I mean? Like, they're trying to win. There's an enthusiasm about them. I uh, I, I think uh, I think they're the play here. I think they're the play, plus six and a half. If Cleveland wins, it'll be on a last-second field goal. Like, Cleveland's not smoking them. And I don't even think Cleveland, like, honestly, money line Cincinnati Bengals plus 220, I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I don't have a problem with a small play on the Cincinnati Bengals here. I think the, the Browns are that much of a disaster, guys. Like, this, the, the Cleveland Browns are really, like, historically... They might be the the most useless franchise in the history of all sport. I it's strong to say that, but they're bad. Like they're really bad. There's just something about it. I don't know, man. There's something about the organization. Like they're terrible. And yeah, I get it. They have good players. So what? They've had good players for years. Like the Cleveland Browns have had top picks for years. Does it matter? <laughs> like like, does it matter? Yeah, you know, it's unbelievable, man, the Cleveland Browns' ineptness. You know now the Cleveland Browns, after losing last week, since they've come back, all right? Like, the Cleveland Browns were there, then they left, you know what I mean? They, 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 
buddy, the, the owner bolted and stuff and screwed over the city. And then they came back, right? So they've been back for 22 years. You know what their record is in week one in the 22 years since they've come back? One win, 20 losses, and a and a tie. One twenty and one. They just, you know, they don't. They 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 don't win. <laughs> like they can't win, they don't win. And you're asking them to lay six and a half points. Can't do it. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals in this spot. It's weird, too. It's such a train wreck of a game, but ultimately you look at it, it's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to have to get a piece of this. We're, we're going to have to get a piece of this. Tune in to Game Time Decisions on many of these same radio stations uh, tomorrow, and uh, we'll get into the player props uh, more. But a quick uh, pro prop um, check right now. And I'll tell you what, the, the touchdown props have been something that have been uh, pretty good to us this year. And I'm a little frustrated, all right? We've left this on the table on a couple of occasions. Zeke Elliott to score two touchdowns. Like, if you like a guy to score a touchdown, he could probably score two touchdowns. You know what I mean? If you're just, like, taking a guy and he can't score two touchdowns, then you're just hoping for a miracle, I guess, then, right? Like, Darius Slayton of the Giants, we talked about it a lot um, the other night on Monday night, about how Darius Slayton and Daniel Jones have a great chemistry together. And Darius Slayton's not a big-name guy, but and he was plus 250 to score one touchdown. It was like freaking plus 500 to score two, and uh, or plus like 600, plus 550, plus 600. And thing is, Daniel Jones throws it to him, and he scored two touchdowns. He scored an early touchdown. He scored a late touchdown. He scored two touchdowns. Yeah, you know, Jones throws it to him. It was a big payday. So I, I'm a, I'm becoming a fan of the uh, the anytime touchdown score and then the the multi touchdown score props. So like you ask yourself in this football game. You got to ask yourself, all right, how many, are there going to be a lot of points in this game? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I'm not so sure. I'm not betting the under. I'm not betting the under, but, you know, how many touchdowns are going to be? Let's say, dude, the total is 43 and a half. That's still six touchdowns, um, you know, plus some field goals. You know, we could call it seven touchdowns, um, you know, however you want, you want to break it up, but, um, you know, with the seven times six, you know, with the extra points, you know, how you want to discuss it. But so let's just say there's going to be, you know, are there going to be seven scores in the game? Seven scores to 42 points at six, whatever. Let's so let's just say, you know, four or five touchdowns. There can, like, my point is, there can be four or five touchdowns in a game and a game can still stay under the number. So even if it's a lower scoring game, there's still going to be four or five touchdowns in this game, right? And so who's going to score the touchdowns? Joe Mixon is a strong candidate to score a touchdown. Look, I'll tell you one thing, guys. I know it's Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is, you know, Lamar, but he lit them up on the ground. Joe Burrow can run. All right? Joe Burrow can run. Joe Burrow ran uh, for for a nice, like, 29-yard touchdown uh, pass. Joe Burrow's rushing yard prop, 25 and a half. I was hoping it was a little lower, but nevertheless, it's it's a reasonable number at uh, 25 and a half. But as far as like, uh, so anytime touchdown score, Joe Mixon, plus 125, Nick Chubb, minus 110, 
A.J. Green plus 230. I'll tell you what, as somebody that uh, bet on A.J. Green over three and a half receptions and it won easily, Joe Burrow looks to A.J. Green a lot. That's his guy already. You know, it's you know he wants to get in with A.J. He's trying to make him happy, but he throws it to him in the end zone. So A.J. Green to score a touchdown is a definite possibility at plus 230. Jarvis Landry's plus 120. I can't buy in. Boyd is plus 270. Odell Beckham is plus 120. No value at all, man. Like, Odell Beckham might have two catches in this game. Kareem Hunt plus 145. Austin Hooper plus 200. I don't mind, you know, the Austin Hooper plus 200. Think outside the box a little bit. Like, there's no value on Odell. Like, Odell Beckham would be this price, like, when he was on the Giants and he was good and things were good and he was getting balls and stuff like that. Not not a lot of value there. So uh, to me, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the um, the Cincinnati Bengals plus the points. Now let me bring something up here. Do we have a football game here that we can tease all four sides? And it was on quite a roll actually until we ran into the Monday Nighter stuff. It was on a roll, and we ran into the Monday nighter. But as far as the primetime games are concerned, all right, let's let's look at uh, let's go back in time here, and I want to get this right. So we'll, we'll, let's uh, let's get this right. So primetime games, right in week one. The uh, the first game of the year, the Chiefs and the Texans, thirty four to twenty. Remember the total barely got there. It was 52 and a half, 53, 53 and a half, depending on when you bet it, et cetera. All right. So those teasers, you won on all sides. If you tease the Texans, they covered. You know what I mean? You were getting nine and a half points. They lost by 14. If you tease the over, it went over on a teaser. If you tease the under on a teaser, it went under. If you tease the Chiefs over or under at one. You hear what I'm saying? So all four teasers won in that football game. All right, so you're 4-0 there. Boom, 4-0. Then you go into um, then you go into uh, Sunday Night Football. The game didn't go over the number, even on a teaser. It got to 20-17. to 17, But it, the point spread was 1-1.5. One, one if you tease the Cowboys to the under or the Rams to the under, you won. And you lost the Rams to the over and the Cowboys to the over. So that's two and two. All right? You, you, you're sticking with me here? So now we're at six and two. You've played eight teasers. You've won six of them through the two football games. All right? Six and two by playing all four sides of the primetime games. I'm telling you, it's a primetime game thing. Then we get into uh, to Monday night. All right? So we're six and two going into Monday night. If you teased... The Pittsburgh Steelers, to the over or under, um, you won the bet. If you tease the New York Giants to the over or the under, you won the bet. You're now 10-2. and two. Like, son of a, man, we left this on the table, but at least we've only, you know, it was one week. This used to hit all the time last year, so we're tracking it. Then we get in to the, uh, the nightcap where it goes 2-2 two and two again. So... Through one week of primetime games, you play 16 teasers. You're 12 and 4, playing all sides. Portrait's late night continues. 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. sportsgrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Portrait late night. I am Marancy as we uh, wind down to Wicked Wednesday. Thanks to uh, Ian Cameron uh, for kicking it with us. Thanks to the Raging Redhead for stepping up and in uh, as well. So for those of you uh, that could do the math and those of you that hung in there with us as we broke that down, if you take all four sides, so, you know, that's what you, you got to take all four sides, uh, though, guys. And it takes balls to step up and in and do it. Right, to actually take all four sides of a teaser. But if you take all four sides, um, you would be 12 and four uh, right now, which is uh, pretty pretty impressive, right? It's not, it's not bad. 12 and four, 16 teasers. So that means tomorrow. My problem with this is tomorrow, and this is where the issue is where it sucks, but you got to have faith to do it. You're betting that the Cleveland Browns are going to win somehow. So I guess I don't have to do it, but so basically, you know, you get the Cincinnati. So let's basically what would happen is you would have the Cincinnati Bengals. They're plus six and a half. So you'll have the Bengals plus 13 and a half and under 50 and a half. And you'll have the Bengals plus uh, 13 and a half and over 36 and a half. You'll have the uh, the Cleveland, um, the Cleveland Browns to win the game at over 36 and a half and the Cleveland Browns to win the game at uh, under 50 and a half. And like I said, you ride this wave, you ride this wave and you'd be 12 and four right now, just blindly playing all four sides of the teaser. Uh, But for the record, I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to cover the point spread uh, tomorrow. So imagine like if, if they, if the Browns win by like three or four or something like that, you know, you can go 4-0 once again with all the teasers. Something to ponder. Late night gambling you for you here in the late night hours. We'll catch you on a Thursday night throwdown. Teddy Covers. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. 